largest brands and um, we are Google's largest spender in the world. We spend a billion dollars a year with Google, um, similar kind of price range with um, Facebook. Mm, we mm. buy media, mm. but not just digital, full, uh, offline, above yeah. the line media. So mm. we are a media buying agency. Mm -hmm. and. What we hear from a lot of our clients is this understanding that they need to step into innovation, but they really don't know how. There's a cry from chief marketing officers around the world that says, help us understand who we need to partner with, how we need to do this, and hold our hands through it. So my business division, which is called Blink, is around exactly that. episode I interview Bianca Best, head of Blink, a new division within Mediacom, the WPP advertising and creative media giant. And uh, in this episode we talk about mental health awareness at work, finding your own definition of work-life balance, uh, her previous business success and also how she's building this current company. This could easily have been a episode that would have been on the uh, Digital Culture Change podcast, but um, I felt it was good to release it on Right Brain and Stories first. So without any further ado, I introduce you to Bianca Best as part of the Right Brain Stories series. See you then. Bye. Good afternoon, Bianca. Thank you How are you? Very much. <laughs> good afternoon. Yes, How are you doing? You right? Yes. Okay, thank good, you. good, good, good. Uh, thanks, uh, thanks for agreeing to be part of um, the podcast. My um, pleasure. I'm, I'm, I'm debating whether it's the Right Brain Stories Creativity Podcast or whether it's the Digital Culture. <laughs> let's see how Let, we Let's see what the, co what the content says. Decided, yeah. um, but um, yes, yeah, so I appreciate your, your time. Um, can you just give us an idea about you know who you are and what you do and you know, your, your, your origin, your story? Yeah, certainly. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm Bianca Best. I am a proud mother of four children. I am currently uh, <laughs> um, employed full-time by uh, WPP working for Mediacom, where I head up our emerging technology division, where we look at partnering uh, technology startups with brands to create new consumer touch points. Outside of my day job, my um, side hustle is uh, running a female empowerment business that looks at uh, teaching women how to step out of the whirlwind that is modern day living and embrace a six step program that I've patented called the Energy Scape program. Uh, prior to this existence and where I am right now, I set up my own technology business back in 2004 called the Bespoke Gift Company. And this was a platform based business that connected consumers with retailers and with the manufacturing division simultaneously so it's frictionless uh, experience for all three parties and really I was just seizing the abundance of available technology to create truly personalized gift 
manufacture for the first time. Mm -hmm. So um, I had a fantastic decade running that business and learned a lot about myself, learned a lot about industry and um, really became very passionate about embracing technology to drive growth which is why I'm in the perfect role right now mm -hmm. where every mm -hmm. day is around how can we harness technology mm -hmm. to drive growth um, and I'm at a, a sort of intersection at the moment where I'm beautifully fusing my side hustle with my day job where both aspects are around driving growth. The day job is around driving business growth for brands, uh, the personal side is around driving personal growth, personal development mm. so you could have maximum impact on the world. But the interesting thing with both of these ambitions and agendas is that they're both fueled and propelled by technology. So I'm feeling this lovely uh, pivotal point where suddenly it's all aligning, the, the personal passion, the day job is coming together. So right now marks a very exciting moment in time. Excellent. So thank you for inviting me along to no, chat all about fine. it. No problem at all. No, I mean, I, I, I was doing a bit of uh, background on, um, on Bianca Best and uh, I, was, I was shattered by the end of it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I thought to myself, where did she find the time? Oh, you that's know, brilliant. Four kids, wow. uh, you know, retreats, author, yeah. corporate role, you know. Um, well, do you know, yeah. and that's why, actually, you know, you, you have interpreted me very well, very mm, perceptively mm. from the off, um, because I am so much about energy. People mm. always say, oh, you've got so much energy. In fact, my mother will say I'm exhausted from just talking to yeah, me, as, yeah, as you were yeah. from reading about me. But what I've realised is that I have spent my entire life devoted to doing things and being with people and pursuing passions mm, that mm, energise and invigorate mm, me, mm, which is mm. why I've created the energy scape method right. this is all around how I can teach other people to also live with maximum energy okay so you're like a, a time lord or like <laughs> I am I create space <laughs> and time with my special six step program you could have time okay fair enough. yeah no it, it, it's it's it you know joking aside it's a, a serious matter for people because mm -hmm. I think um, even down in your reception there, I saw something about um, mental health. Was it, is it ambassadors or is it? Yeah, is it yeah. yeah. You know, because people feel that they need to do it all. Yeah. So if you were to talk to my wife now, she would say, she would say, well, you know, I can't do everything. Yeah. How do how do you kind yeah. of counter that yeah. argument? Well, yeah. it, interestingly, my book. The, the one that's coming out soon was originally called How to Have It All Without Cracking. Okay. And a lot of the publishers that I was speaking to originally mm. said, it's just nonsense or yeah. it's tired. You know, no, people can't have it all without cracking. Right. And so it's led me on this journey, which is why it's now ah. been relabeled Executive Sparkle. Right. But um, in understanding what having it all means to each of us individually, mm. we have to go on a personal quest for what success means right. to each of us personally. Okay. Because we have to negate all of the societal norms that might be successes around status, power, hierarchy, mm. Mm. and actually try and redefine what success means for you, for me, for us individually. Because success may be just having all the time in the world to be with your children. And if mm. that's success, then mm. model your life around that definition of success. Right. So the whole premise of my program, of my books, it's around stepping into conscious, intentional living. And that comes from very, very deep self-awareness and understanding your own energy cycles, understanding what is toxic to you, what drains you, mm. what invigorates you, 
and ultimately what you want from life and what makes you happy. Mm. And once you identify all of those component parts, it's very easy for you to then create a plan to get there. Right. But it is about being very conscious, very aware, and then creating the habits and the actions that will enable you to get to that sheeny, shiny end goal that is your version of success. But there is absolutely no one size fits all. Right, okay, because you, you mentioned toxicity. Yeah. And also saw something on your website about um, neuroplasticity as well. Yeah. And I, I think those, they're all linked together, aren't they? And is that part of the, what you do in your plan? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah absolutely. Yeah. So um, understanding how habits enable you to achieve what it is that you want mm. and, and in terms of neuroplasticity the mm. neuroscience is all there to evidence that you can practice what you want to grow yes. so yes. if you have the intention of being a master mm. podcast host mm. you do it again and again and again until mm. you've created that really strong neural pathway that says i'm an excellent podcast host which is what you're doing right now so um it's all around very conscientiously understanding what habits you need to put in place, and then going about and establishing them. And a great book, a great reference is the Charles Duhigg book on the power of habits, and I okay, recommend yeah, that, I think I've seen that yeah. so, yeah. so much, right. because he looks at the triggers that stimulate mm. an action, and then the reward system that's stimulated in the brain. Right. Because the reason that we get so embedded in habits is because we love that dopamine hit that yes. comes at the end of having yes. delivered whatever it was that we were, were trying to achieve with that mm. habit. And mm. so if you have identified toxicity in your life in the form of negative habits, mm. and you want to break those habits, then you need to put in a different reward mechanism. Right. So this is part of what I teach in my program. Because you can reprogram yourself. Yes. Yes, yes, I've been reading about that. Um, and, and just out of interest, how does that fit into your leadership style? I, I, you, yeah, in terms of the people that you're leading now and your new team, etc. Yeah, I think, well, there's a kind of a general sort of social consciousness around avoiding burnout that's yes. happening everywhere. Yes. So, and I don't think I'm unique in saying that the advertising and media sector is really heralding well-being. Mm. So it's quite omnipresent in our organisations that everybody is, is conscious of it. Mm. But you do still see lingering examples of people that believe that because they're working harder, because they're working longer hours, mm. because they're exhausted, because they've only had four hours sleep, that mm. they seem to think that that is demonstrating how worthy they are of their, their mm. status in the organisation. So that I find incredibly upsetting because it sets the wrong example to yeah. um, younger people coming mm. up through the workforces. Mm. So my leadership style is very much around embodying well-being and prioritising yourself first and foremost mm. over and above uh, the deadline or whatever it might be. Mm. So um, I'll give you an example. Um, in my, my last role, um, I joined an agency where I was um, stepping into a leadership role, working alongside the CEO. Mm. For the first time in my career, mm. um, coming in to really shape the culture of an organisation. And I came in on my first day and said, I'm never going to be in before 10 o'clock on a Monday morning because I have to do the school run. Yeah, so we're yeah. not having any meetings before 10. Mm. The, the, the revenue board meeting doesn't mm. happen until after 10. And then I said to my team, to the agency, to everybody that would want to get hold of me, I said, every single day I will be gone for about an hour and a half at some point in the day where I'm going for a run around Regent's Park. 
because that is something that matters to me. It's what makes me productive. Mm. It makes me deliver maximum impact to you. Mm. So I've got to go and do that. An hour and a half. Well, because I needed to shower as well. <laughs> but I would do my five miles. So I'd do a five mile run at yeah, lunchtime. Yeah, yeah. And for me, yeah. I wanted to be out in nature. I had to be away from the strip lights yeah, and, yeah. and like get outside well. yeah. because you're then more creative, you're yeah, productive exactly. and you're rejuvenated. Mm. So I used to say to my teens, what are you doing yeah. sitting at your desk, yeah. having your lunch at your, your desk? at your desk. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. So I try to be a role model. Right. I try to be a role model. Mm. And, and I'm very lucky now working in a global team where mm. actually there's so much absence from the actual, yes. you know, the presenteeism doesn't matter anymore yes. um, because we can all connect digitally, mm. remotely. So actually, the real focus in my team, my business division, is around delivering against your goals, delivering outcomes, and mm. how you choose to deliver them mm. is absolutely fine. So, you know, I will make no qualms about the fact that I might leave this afternoon because mm. I know my littlest is sick at home and mm. I want to go home and give him a cuddle and mm. have some good mummy time with him. Mm. But then I know that on Sunday afternoon, I'll probably do the work that I was going to do this afternoon. Which you would do anyway. You know, you probably would do anyway, just because of you know, integrity. Exactly. And scheduling. How, how, just controversial point then maybe, <clears throat> would you say that media and um, there, there's more empathy within media yeah. um, se- and creativity sector than they would be in maybe some of the te- older technology sectors so that, and maybe male-dominated, male, male yeah. and therefore that might be more difficult to actually implement as a culture. Definitely, yeah? definitely. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to work with businesses now to ask how I can impact culture within their organisations mm-hmm. because there's a lot of shareholders are driving the necessity to yes. have gender equality and, yes. and staff mm-hmm. well-being at the top of their mm-hmm. agendas. Mm-hmm. So you see it a lot in the ambitions for the year in lots mm-hmm. of organisations across lots of sectors. Mm-hmm. But whether they're actually walking the walk and implementing, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Yeah. So if I can affect change and support, then I'm certainly accepting invitations that I have to go in and do keynotes. Mm-hmm. For instance, um, Amazon has been uh, really, really slated historically mm-hmm. for having a very, very tough work culture yes. and uh, whilst the work delivered is outstanding mm. people have burnt out quite notoriously a lot mm. and so they've got a, a delicate reputation that they're dealing with so I've been invited in next week to go and do a two-hour keynote mm. within um, uh, the gender equality group at Amazon to talk about my six steps mm. to working in balance and in harmony so invitations like that are coming in mm. and I hope that I can spread my message into multiple sectors mm. because mm. you're right, it, yeah. it, it is a problem and the classic EQ versus IQ yeah. Yeah. is yeah. Uh, <laughs> something that needs to change. Mm. Mm. But I think we're seeing it is changing a lot more yeah. and yeah. empathic yeah. leadership yeah, is, is one of my sort of core traits and I think recognising the impact yeah. that empathy and leadership can deliver is very well documented now. Yes. It's yes. very well documented. Yes. And if there are male leaders that aren't thinking about it, mm. then I don't know how long they'll continue to Last. be successful. Mm. Yeah. So your family must be very proud of you and, you. and your mother. <laughs> yes, she is very proud. What, what's, what's the best piece of advice your mother has ever given you? Wow. 
Wow, the best piece of advice. Now I'm wishing you had <laughs> me these questions in advance. Um, do you know what? She uh, has always advised me that a little bit of what you fancy does you good. Okay. And I think it's very easy being an alpha female, mm. which I readily mm. admit that I am, mm. in being incredibly extreme. Yeah. In saying, okay, it's all or nothing. Yeah. I'm going that way. Yeah. Or I'm going to do this. Yeah. Or I'm giving up alcohol for a year. Yeah. Or I'm yeah. never going to eat cake again. And, and I'm very, very extreme. Mm. And historically, that's how I've been. Right. Pursuing goals relentlessly. And actually, I've burnt myself out right. over and over and over again over mm. the years. And when I think about what's in my book, mm. it's all around not needing polarities. So individually, right. okay. I don't have to be either or. Mm. I don't have to be the Bianca that never eats white sugar ever, ever, ever. <laughs> I can actually have the old bit of cake if I fancy it. Yes. So yes. everything yeah. in moderation. Mm. So it's probably not advice from my mum that's impacted business, but it's actually impacted my productivity yes. and my well-being yes. in the world. Yeah, not worrying about kind of what's out there and the latest fad and going from one thing to the other exactly. and yeah, swinging wildly. Okay. Yeah, it's actually sent me on a bit of a journey of um, reading a lot of Carl Jung yeah. and um, embracing the shadow self okay. and that integration of the whole. Okay. So last year I went on a bit of a sort of spiritual yeah. journey, really yeah. exploring that side of, of me and yeah. of life. And he talks about the fact that until you become this truly integrated whole mm. and accept the dark side of you, yeah. your shadow self, yeah. you can never actually fully know who you are. And until you know who you are right. fully and love yourself fully, yeah. you can never really deliver your maximum impact and message. Mm. So you mm. have to embrace the, the dark side of you. It's, it's important to understand your identity, you yes. know, because um, you don't know, you know, because it will affect your relationships as well and what, what you're trying to do. Um, and um, so going to more modern um, what, what you're working on at the moment mm -hmm. in terms of digital and creativity what, yeah. so give me a flavour or give us a flavour of what you're doing um, and how that, how that is new mm -hmm. how it is impacting um, your clients and, mm -hmm. and also your organisation okay so the business division that I run is relatively new and it's really responding to the call for our clients. I mean, it probably makes sense to give you a bit of context yeah, of what please, we do, yeah. actually do. Mm, so do. we buy media mm. for the world's largest brands and um, we are Google's largest spender in the world. We spend a billion dollars a year with Google, um, similar kind of price range with um, Facebook. Mm, we mm. buy media, mm. but not just digital, full uh, offline, above yeah. the line media. So mm -hmm. we are a media buying agency. Mm -hmm. And what we hear from a lot of our clients is this understanding that they need to step into innovation, but they really don't know how. There's a cry from chief marketing officers around the world that says, help us understand who we need to partner with, how we need to do this, and hold our hands through it. So my business division, which is called Blink, is around exactly that. It's around saying to our clients, okay, you don't want to do innovation for innovation's sake. You need to do innovation that's linked to tangible business goals. So we will help mm. you understand your landscape, what competitors are doing, what opportunities there are, aligned with 
core strategic areas of innovation. So whether it's looking at emotional engagement through algorithms, or whether it's looking at direct-to-consumer opportunities through um, AI-based interactions. Um, we'll look at voice technology. Uh, look at we'll look at AI, AR, VR, all the new <laughs> stuff. But we'll say, let's explore different potential opportunities for you to drive accelerated, scalable growth by stepping into this innovation. <laughs> so, if it's, for instance, harnessing your operations um, and looking at how you can not harnessing operations, but examining how you're set up operationally. Mm. How can you bring robotics mm. to enhance your distribution yeah. to become automated? Mm. So do you need a fleet of autonomous vehicles mm. to help distribute your products to your distribution centers? Mm. Would that help you? Would that future-proof your business? Should you be investing in buying um, business partners like that? Right. So yeah. it's really exploring how technology mm. can drive business growth. Mm. And ultimately, the purpose of the partnerships that we create mm. for our clients and the technology partners is to scale. Right. So the way the model works is we will find a technology partner, mm. match it with the client because we mm. believe we can solve a problem that the client has, yeah. and then we will activate a, pli a pilot. Right. And that pilot will run across a predetermined time frame mm. in a particular market. Mm. Uh, with a very clear objective, mm. and ultimately we're testing the salience of that technology. Mm. Does it work in the way that we hoped it would? Does it create new revenue? Does it create deeper consumer engagement? Whatever the objective mm. of the test mm. was. Then at the end of that period, we will evaluate the pilot, mm -hmm. and if it's been successful, then at that point we decide, right, what is the scale, the scale program? How are we gonna roll this out globally? Mm -hmm. Because then, as we start rolling it out, in market, and market, and market, and then region, and mm -hmm. then globally, mm -hmm. that's when we are having major transformational impact on a business. So that's the real opportunity, the scale. I, I, so I've come across this a, a few years ago. There was an organization, uh, an advertising agency, or an agency called Anomaly, and they, I think they were in New York and London, and they started buying into their clients' business, so they, they weren't just producing the creative, yeah. but they are also taking a stake okay. in what they were doing, and this is very early on in influencer marketing and everything yeah. like that. It's worthwhile having a look at what they yeah. do. I don't know whether they, you, you, yeah. you've, you've probably bought them. Yeah, <laughs> probably, yeah, <laughs> How many companies do you guys own? I know, uh, there's a lot, yeah, there is a lot. In fact, I'm just, being six months in, I'm still trying to navigate my way around WBB. And, on that point, yeah. actually, yeah. Um, I always think you've got so many organisations and it's so diverse, mm. how do you not cannibalise each other? Yeah, we have to, being very aware of what's happening mm. in the advertising industry at the moment, mm. we talk a lot about the threat of homogenisation, yeah. which is where we all try and have a little piece of the pie, mm. Um, mm. but actually what's happening now is we're reacting from that and we're right. creating our differentiation oh, and has very, very single-minded points of difference right. because clients have been confused, we've mm. all been confused, mm. and um, we need to simplify it. So our remit really is simplifying the complexity that ex exists. Yeah, because it's, there's very much, there's so much fragmentation out there in so many different markets that, yeah, you'd kind of need to 
simplify it for the for the clients. Yeah, if you look at, I mean, if you think about the volatility that we're experiencing in mm. the advertising industry, mm. we're we're under threat from clients saying, well, actually, we want to manage it in house. We want to take yes. our media yes. management in house. Yes. That takes away a potential revenue stream. Mm. Um, but then also you've got that homogenisation, mm. um, and it's just confusing. So yeah. Yeah. we're trying to have a very clear proposition that says we can really help solidify. Um, your business mm. and step into growth using innovation and technology. And and um, what what sort of barriers are you coming up against so far in terms of? So the credibility, because okay. um, an instinctive response from a client is, "Will you buy my media?" So why do you actually have any uh, yeah. <laughs> legs yeah. to stand on here? Mm, mm. So, but then we have very very clear evidence of how we've worked with other clients for the past two years and how mm. programs are expanding and evolving. Mm. So we've got the evidence of that. And also we will say to our clients, look at the, the other big threat that we're exposed to at the moment, the consultancies, mm. the mm. Accentures, the Deloitte's, yeah. who are treading on our toes and shifting so. into EY, yeah, our doing arena. It yeah. They are. Mm. The challenge that they have is they can charge a fortune for a very thick document that mm. gives a very clear insight into the state of play, does their situational analysis, and gives some guidance on where you should go next, but they cannot implement. Yeah. And our core point of difference is we can consult, we can mm. do all the thinking at a, a fraction of that, that price, mm. and then we can give you the next steps mm. And then we can actually implement for you. We're practitioners. We're practitioners. Yeah. And the beauty is that we already work with you. We mm. already know your client. We, mm. we know you. We know your different stakeholders. We know how you work. We know what matters to you. Mm. So we are this beautiful hybrid between mm. consultancy, the agency partnership, and then you've got my division in the middle, which mm. is Link. So it's a, a wonderful hybrid. So I'm confident that I'm going to be able to address them. The barriers that clients have. Sounds good. Sounds like you've been positioned well. I, mean, I, I would <laughs> expect positioned. that. I would expect that. You know. Um, and and so in terms of getting the we were talking about this off off camera earlier. Yeah. In terms of getting the clients to to actually um, be, adopt the technology. Yeah. And actually become proficient at it and 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 drive that return on investment. Yeah. What what challenges or what tips have you got in terms of how that has worked for you guys? Well, it tends to be, um, we will uh, set up the whole infrastructure around the initial pilot. Mm. Um, and don't forget that this tends to be technology that's really based around marketing communications. Yes, yes. It's Marcom's tech. Mm. So it's our world, really. Yes. So it's for us to implement it. It's mm. for us to potentially integrate it mm. with the campaigns that we're running already. Mm. So um, the adoption of the long-term usage of that mm. technology will quite often sit with us in terms of implementing it. Mm -hmm. um, in other instances, we've got cases of clients loving the technology so much they then invest in the business and buy it themselves. So then it's really deeply embedded yes. because they then own it. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, yeah, it varies, but okay. absolutely we're there to make sure that it's, uh, it doesn't become a one hit wonder. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's very important to note as well that if we run a trial and it fails, then in this world, this age of information, mm -hmm. actually what, failing fast is okay. So okay. stepping yeah. into innovation mm. with this mindset of curiosity, entrepreneurialism, bravery and boldness and just having a go is what is key. 
It's about getting fast into market, trialing the technology, and if it doesn't work, share those learnings around the business and understand mm. this is what we tried, but this is what we learnt, and this is why we're not going to pursue this anymore, because that is okay. Has, has that spirit of openness, thinking about old school and new school, has yes. that spirit of, have you had any issues with that level of um, uh, pace? And, 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 um, some clients, open. some clients, a good question, because mm. some clients are naturally risk averse. Mm. They are just protecting the bottom line and mm. they're very, very nervous. Mm. So in those instances, it's a much harder sell, mm. if you like, to create the business case mm. for innovation. And they're the ones that will proactively say, look, you need to do this rather than them come to us. Right. But other clients are recognising that's the only way to stay ahead in the digital economy, the mm. only way to embrace this mm age of acceleration as Thomas Friedman calls it. Yes, it, it, Thomas Friedman. Yeah. That's a classic. The world, is, the world is flat. Well, is, yeah, yeah, his, yeah. His, his book, Thank You For Being Late, is mm. one I wholeheartedly recommend because mm. he talks about the globalisation, climate change and everything that's mm. impacting yeah. this yeah. pace, this pace of change that we're yeah. experiencing. But more and more clients are recognising that the only way to survive in the volatility of today is to step into yeah. permanent change yeah. and recognise yes. that it's okay to fail fast but it's yeah. about pace, get in there and mm. experiment continually mm. and it's why you're seeing in organisations the invitation for intrapreneurs yes. to be embedded in organisations, always question the status quo, yeah. bring that mindset of curiosity yeah. to the fore. I went to a meetup um, a few weeks back and it was at a challenger credit card company oh, yeah. and um, the, the guy um, the guy who's their COO used to work at Barclays and he said he wants to make every single one of his employees entrepreneurs. Okay, that's, that's, that, yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Brilliant. And Wait. they've really grown and they've, they've done, and, and that cultural shift yeah. is really, really interesting. Yeah, you know, totally. Uh, I'm doing today job, job descriptions for my team and yeah. everyone in the team, whether it's a project manager yeah, or yeah. a program lead, yeah. they all need to have the entrepreneurial mindset. That's right, cool. Yeah. So, so apart from your own business, and um, we're going to start to round up um, yeah. this, this, I feel, feel like we're going to have another round of this uh, questions at some time, at some stage. But uh, apart from your own business, mm -hmm. what is your favourite sort of story? The most cool thing you've been involved in? Uh, a, a program or a I campaign. Think the most cool thing I've ever been involved in, uh, for me personally, as mm. in a highlight yeah. in, in in my yeah. life. Yeah. Um, I've got to talk to you really about how learning that you can take the seeds of an idea from within you and you can create whatever it is that you want to create right. so i want to tell a story around personal resilience because mm. i think that's a really key yes. point and when i set up my first business uh, i was 29 mm. and i had young babies and i would a toddler and a baby i knew there was potential, that my idea had potential, and mm. I knew if I pulled the right technology together, mm. I could make some magic happen that would mm. shift a whole landscape, and yeah. it did. You know, I always like to credit myself yeah. for having changed, or contributed to changing no. the personalised good land landscape today. I had to go and bang on printers' doors to say, help, because I needed to right. see this whole manufacturing yeah. 
And I would get doors shut in my face, people that would just say, oh, love, you know, get out of here. You're not going to, you know, just not taking yeah. me seriously. Yeah. But yeah. I had a vision and I knew yeah. that I was going to create something really impactful. Yeah. And so I think from having all the doors shut in my face mm. early on, it just made me more resilient right. and it made me persevere and persevere and persevere. And within that first year of setting up that business, because yeah. I did, I found yeah. manufacturing partners yeah. and I, you know, I made them myself in the end. I yeah. bought my own printer because oh, really? everyone shut the doors <laughs> in my face. But by the end of that first year, I'd signed every online gift retailer in the UK from WH Smith to Mothercare to yeah. Prezi Box, Buy yeah. Gift. Yeah. I was selling all the personalised letters from Father Christmas through Tesco's and as there I had created a great business in and you were on the telly box as well weren't you yes <laughs> yeah I was I was on this morning <laughs> on TV. yeah so for me Fantastic. that was a real highlight because I shifted it I feel like I grew up as yeah. a woman yeah. as a business person yeah. and I just became an adult and realized you can do whatever you put your mind to right. and I hope I'm still living proof of that I think that's a really good way to round off because um you know ask normally ask people what, what advice they give to people but this is universal advice yeah I think that personal resilience to cut out the negative thoughts yeah. and to not think about people that might want to put you down or online what's it like just go for it yeah you know and um that personal resilience story is really fantastic so 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 what's what's next as we round up well i have to uh I'm just hugely excited about rolling out my, my division here at work yes. and getting global buy-in from mm -hmm. the rest of the business. And then it's actually launching my book, Executive Sparkle, this mm -hmm. year and rolling out a program that supports women to step into their maximum impact mm -hmm. selves uh, and the online version of the business, which will also come out later on this year. So I'm very excited. Fabulous. And where, where do people find you, Bianca? BiancaBest.com. That's easy. That is easy. <laughs> Biancabest.com. <laughs> so they'll have a look and they'll be able to find your social uh, yeah, links and, there as well. Yeah, yeah and so Instagram, that's, Twitter. That's yeah, I'm everywhere. Fantastic. And yeah, I'd love to hear from people. And if anyone's got any questions for me or wants to follow great. up, then idea, you know, I'd love to. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Thanks for your time, Bianca. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, and, uh, thank we'll you. Speak very soon. It's been a pleasure. Thank, thank you. you very much. Thank you. Thank mm -hmm. you.